Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide of the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. This week, we've got Shannon back on for another video review. How are you doing, Shannon? All right, considering what I just watched. <laughs> yeah. okay. We did uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, and that that's, that's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It has characters... <sighs> Um, it takes, they say things to each other. It, it takes up time. Like two and a half hours or something? And it, pretty, yeah. it felt really long. Not including uh, the previews. Yeah, which were screwed up at my theater. So I was there even longer. So I got there, and they're like, oh, the showing sold out. Here's one 30 minutes later. So I wait around, and then I go in, and everything, like the color's all messed up, and they have to, so I'm like waiting. So before the movie even started, I had trouble. <laughs> And then it did start, and I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, does this, like, draw from any particular, like, storyline in the comics? Because I know Civil uh, War is based on something that actually happened in well, the world. Well, yes and no to both Civil War and Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of this comes from The Dark Knight Returns, which was the dystopian Batman feature story where Frank Miller, who... Frank Miller is the guy who wrote Sin City... And, yeah, 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 yeah. His basic view of Superman is that he's a conservative hand puppet. And that, that would be what Frank Miller would think of Superman. Yeah, so like he's wrong on Superman, but like the big thing is you've got super old Batman who's like set up this massive attack to basically take down Batman who's been threatening to stop him. It. And so, like, that's sort of what leads into it. But then there's a whole bunch of other smaller references. Doomsday is from a big... Uh, we're we're going to be mentioning spoilers in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no way I'm not going to talk about certain stuff. Yeah, uh, like, the whole Doomsday thing comes from the event that was literally the death of Superman. Mm, oh, I remember, yeah, I remember, because yeah. uh, Max Linus's video, I saw that. That guy. Mm, that guy, which, uh, which likes Luthor has a very strange resemblance to in this movie. I had totally forgotten about and then I watched it and I was like, uh, I could see that. I actually really liked Lex Luthor in the movie up until, <laughs> like, maybe about the end when, like, he just went completely off the rails and stopped having logic. It was just like, oh, we need <laughs> you to make these people fight for no reason. Like... Yeah. Like, he, I didn't understand his motivation at all. Mm-hmm. They give him a little bit of a backstory and his character, like, I didn't really understand what Jesse Eisenberg was doing, but at least it was entertaining. Yeah. Him and Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne were the only people I enjoyed watching in this movie because they, like, emoted and were interesting. Well, and I liked Alfred. Uh, Jeremy yeah, Irons. Yeah, yeah. Interesting and even Lois pretty much, like, she had maybe two minutes of actual, like, conflict to deal with and it's like, oh, we'll just put her naked in a bathtub and yeah. Superman will solve everything. They'll make out in the bathtub. I mean, she got to do some stuff and she helped yeah. out Superman, but I mean, most of what she did was just stand and look sort of upset mm-hmm. and just stare off into the distance, which is what everybody did. And this sort of standing around sort of like looking like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Well, like one of the things that, uh, like, really got to me is, like, the scene where Lois is, like, meeting with the warlord in the desert. Like, mm-hmm. that has major allusions to uh, Mark Wade, who's, like, one of the 
generally best Superman and comic book writers out there. Uh, mm-hmm. He did a Superman origin story called Superman Birthright, which is really, really good. Uh, basically, like, Lex Luthor wants the world to distrust Superman, so he's deconstructed all of this uh, Kryptonian technology. So he's basically doing a War of the Worlds attack where he's making it look like the Kryptonians are attacking Earth. Mm-hmm. So they'll distrust Superman and they'll put all their faith in him. But, like, that whole scene where she's meeting with the Warlord and Superman has to come and save her. Like, big parallels there, except that here Superman is pretty much like, he killed that warlord, he punched him through three damn walls. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, he kills him, but then everyone's like, oh, Superman, can we trust him? He killed some people in a desert. It's like, no, they were killed by bullets, right? Yeah. He finds a bullet. So, like, he, I mean, he obviously he was he killed him to protect Lois, but everyone else there, it had nothing to do with him, and it feels like... Why, like, it just didn't make any... It did, and, like, you're talking about... I understand, like, Slothar, um putting, like, getting people not to trust Superman so they would turn mm-hmm. to him, but there's no implication of that in this movie at no, all. No, no, he has, like, no reason to do anything apart from, like, ah, oh, my dad was weird, so I'm weird. I drink scotch and have a creepy painting. Yeah, like, like, here it was, I guess maybe he believes in, like, a shamanistic idea that if you destroy the token of a god, you also... Like, defy. Yeah, it made no sense. Like, <laughs> no, you have to look at it. And he's like, "Oh, they're coming now." It's like, why did you do that? I don't. It's not like he's. There's nothing suggesting like if it were the Joker, like it's like the Joker is an agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. Like that's his character, and that's mm-hmm. his what drives him, or whatever. At least, and but with like Suthor, he's like sort of interesting, weird, quirky, super strange bad guy who mm-hmm. just is like, I, "I want, hey guys, fight! I want you to fight. You're gonna fight, or I'll kill your mom." Um, and I guess he found out who she was because of the spaceship. Because he connected to the spaceship and his yeah. blood summoned Doomsday for some, like... Well, well, like, uh, Man of Steel, Lois Lane had no problem finding out who Superman was. Okay, I haven't seen Man of Steel. Okay, this yeah, way. yeah. Uh, no, like, Lois Lane found it out at the end of the movie and she was like, oh, yeah, no, we'll set you up as a Clark Kent newspaper reporter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no... And then the Martha connection. Oh my god, that was... Like, what? What? I was, like, explaining that to someone, one of my relatives. And Batman's about to kill him, but then he's like, Martha. And he's like, who are you talking about? That's my mom's name, too. I'm not going to kill you anymore. I'm just like, what is happening? Why are they about to kill Martha? Why is that, like, after all that you spend however much time and effort to kill Superman for some reason... Batman doesn't even, like, do any due diligence. He doesn't do any research about, like, what's really going on. He's just yeah. like, well, I think it's time to kill him. Well, and it's and like... And then Superman had all, all these opportunities to talk to him, and he just sort of stopped talking while they were fighting, just so yeah. they could have a big fight. Like, there were the first two times, and, like, after the two traps sort of distracted him for a bit, he was like, mm-hmm. okay, no, I'm just going to fight you. And then it's just like, I guess you need to have your fight. And it's like, Superman-Batman fights are never any good. I mean, there's a short history of them happening, but... Mm-hmm. there's so much better stuff that you could do for a Superman movie. You know what there's been a lot more of in comics? Stories where Superman gets some sort of animal head instead of his normal head? Like a lion head <laughs> or an ant head. Or like you could do electric Superman. Electric Superman would be amazing. But it's... Uh, been yeah. fun. Instead we got... And like, that, okay, um... 
I've read just a little bit of the Batman comics. Like, I read The Killing Joke a long time ago and maybe a couple others. And, like, I, I don't love Christopher Nolan's movies. Mm-hmm. I have some problems with them. But, like, sitting there for over two hours, I would much rather watch one of those again than watch this. Because at least in those, Batman yeah. had, like, a personality. Well, in this movie, like, someone on Twitter was asking, like, how's Ben Affleck? And I'm like, I don't know. They don't give him anything mm-hmm. to do apart from have weird hallucination dreams and be like, I'm going to kill Superman. And what's up with him branding people? It's so weird. Yeah, no, that's, like, and then he's using guns all the time. Yeah, it's like, why does Batman have all these guns? And why is he branding prisoners with the bat symbol? Especially when he finds out that it's going to fucking get them murdered. Yeah, I was sitting there watching, I was like, doesn't Batman, like, not kill people? Yeah, Batman doesn't kill people, and he doesn't use guns. Like, those are the two big things. Yeah, about Batman as a character. Mm -hmm. And why, like, the Joker's such a great foil, and why they'll always go on to get, you know, forever, whatever. But no, not... Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, God, now, it was so now, awful. Oh, now, you know, it was really hilarious. There's a scene in the beginning when Bruce Wayne is, for some reason, he has to drive into Metropolis to call his employees to tell them to evacuate the building because the uh, alien ship is in there. Yeah, that made no sense. I was yeah, thinking, yeah. I was like, was that, later on in the movie, I was like, was that in Gotham? No, no, it was no. what is what Yeah, is they're apparently right a, they're apparently right across the river from each other, which makes no <laughs> sense continuity wise. Because mm-hmm. Metropolis is supposed to be in like the Midwest and Gotham needs to be somewhere on a port. But yeah, that made no sense. But it was hilarious because before the movie they had the Dawn of Justice like Acura commercial where it was Bruce <laughs> Wayne driving the car through the rubble for even longer. It's just like, oh my god. Like, no. This is straight goofy. Yeah. This is is silly. And you had, like, the businessman die, and it's like, no, like, you've been told by your boss to evacuate the building. Why? You're not like a captain on a ship. You could have left, too. Yeah. And then the guy, his legs, and then it's like, the guy who had his legs messed up was he sending the checks back? Was that just Lex Luthor doing yeah. that? I don't know. If that, it could have been either way. I don't know what was going on there. It was really unclear. Like, that was one of the other things. The Nolan movies, well, I'm, well a lot of them have not really aged well, in my opinion. <laughs> they had ideas behind them. Like, they had a big thesis statement. In yeah, yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen Batman Begins, but I've seen Dark Knight. A bunch of times when I saw Dark Knight Races in theaters. Well, Batman Begins is like the only Batman movie out of those three. Like, the others are, let's do allegories about terrorism. Yeah. Which, the, which the, the, this one, I felt like there was something with that. It's like when Batman is talking to Alfred or whoever, and he's like, if there's even a 1% chance that he might get mad at us one day when we have to kill him, that's, like, the logical thing to do when there's this, like, god figure on your planet. It's like, well, maybe he'll get mad one day, so we have to... And then, like, every different character had something stupid to say about religion or about, I don't know, about violence. And I was just like, I don't... This is horrible. Well, and then you had, like, all the celebrities who were talking and trying to be like, oh, this is what... This means yeah. Should, it's like the, the most distracting cameos. Yeah, it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm I'm sure you're really happy to be in this movie, but like superhero movies do not work if you try and pick them apart. Like the basic ideas of superheroes, mm-hmm. 
fall apart if you try and bring too much real world logic into it. It's like, why doesn't Batman yeah. kill people? Because if you killed all of your villains, you wouldn't have any more stories. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have the Shadow, who was like the direct precedent of Batman. And it lets you have villains that aren't like impervious to everything, that don't like live forever. Yeah. If uh, yeah, if an element of it is, and so Batman's yeah. got great villains. Other, yeah, God. Otherwise, and there were elements at the beginning of the like nine eleven visuals, mm-hmm. like people running through the smoke, and I was like, okay, because I, I, that was a big criticism of Man of Steel that I heard, and there wasn't too much of that in this, but it was in there a little bit. Well, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a split. I don't like that. Well, and there's. There were just so many really weird things that it's like, oh, it looks like they probably cut out something here. Like when uh, Batman wa- or when Bruce Wayne wakes up from his weird desert dystopian future dream. <laughs> yeah, what? Who was yelling at him? And like, he was never going to hurt Lois Lane. So why is the person like Lois Lane? And uh, then he doesn't do anything I think that Lois. was supposed to be understand. the Flash coming from the future or something. Oh, it was the, I didn't even get to the, yeah. it was the Flash. But, I was just but, like, it's some guy in this outfit yeah. being like, don't. And then in the desert flash forward, Superman gets really mad about her and kills him. But like, because he was talking about Lois Lane, right? Not mm-hmm. Martha. Yeah. But So, but he didn't, Batman had nothing to do with Lois Lane for the, that never yeah. Yeah. was relevant at all. It, but I guess they were like, well, it's a cool set piece, so we have to keep it in. Finally, Avengers 2 has been beaten for having totally pointless uh, <laughs> dream sequences. No, yeah, this is worse. Yeah, this but, is worse than how. It, so, I think I was comparing it to the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, and I think this works better. There are some interesting visuals and interesting ideas in this, but I would rather rewatch the Trank Fantastic Four because it's so weird. And you can like try. It was yeah. fun in the theater trying to be like, oh, that was a reshoot. Oh, she's got the wig here. I mm-hmm. wonder what this was, you know, versus yeah. something that's just like really. Well, and and stuff boring. keeps happening in the Trank movie, even though a lot of it is bad ideas. Like this mm-hmm. movie dragged on. There's a good two hour cut of this movie out there. Mm-hmm. A much better cut, at least. There's a good four paragraph Wikipedia summary article out there. <laughs> yeah. Batman, for some, like Thor, for some reason, wants Batman and Superman to fight, for some reason gets obsessed with Kryptonian technology, for some reason Ken is, like, compatible with their weird bio-spaceship thing, and then figures that well, out. No, like, no, really, he, uh, really he cut off General Zod's fingertips with the Kryptonian knife. That yeah, he, he knew to do him. that. That yeah. he would just need the fingerprints to get into the spaceship, despite not having seen it before. Like, that's his first time near the spaceship. That he just has. I mean, that was kind of cool, yeah. like comic booky, you know, like cutting off his mm-hmm. creepy dead fingers. And Michael Shannon got paid to lay on a table mm-hmm. and then go underwater. <laughs> I, I loved how Michael Shannon basically fucked with the fans when he's like, "Oh yeah, I show up in the movie, but I've got flipper hands." <laughs> and then, like a week later, he's like, a week later, he's like, "Oh no, I was just fucking with you guys to see what would happen." <laughs> I love Michael Shannon. Seeing him, I was like, "Oh, I wish you were in this movie." One of the, really- but then I, but then there's Man of Steel, and I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, one of the things that really distracted me in the final fight, I just kept staring at Doomsday's crotch and being like, "You have nothing there, but it looks like you might have something there." <laughs> oh, I wasn't paying. Att- I should have been paying more attention to Doomsday's crotch. 
That's super weird. Yeah. I li- I liked Wonder Woman in it and the two minutes she had. Uh, yeah. There was nothing that offended me about how she was. I don't know much. I, I watched the Wonder Woman cartoon, I think, as a kid. Or at least the ju- the Justice League cartoon and the oh, old yeah. Justice League cartoon. I was like, that's her lasso. And she's fighting and she's like put, doing a good job. And she's not just like TNA. It's like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no. also, what was, like, what was the point of her just sort of coming in at the like. Apart well, no, from she, to she was throughout the movie, she was throughout the movie, like trying to get that picture from her, uh, mm-hmm. from Lex Luthor, of her in the past. That way, they can set up the Wonder Woman movie, yeah. and the Justice League. The picture looked cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this movie was. I I'm horrified that there's a like three hour version director's cut. What more, I mean, what more are you going to put in? Like, so, more dream sequences? Like, what got cut down for this? Lex Luthor. Longer fights? Luther like, urinating into the mason jar. <laughs> that, I was like, oh, okay. Did He's she actually kind of drink it? What? Did she actually drink the urine? I don't think so. I think she didn't notice. I think she did not notice it was there, and then she saw it and got really freaked out for some reason. Yeah. Like, I feel like a senator would have seen stranger stuff. I mean, I would be, mm-hmm. that would make me very uncomfortable if someone peed in a jar as a joke or to mess with me and set it next to me. But also, I wouldn't, like, stop my speech in mm-hmm. front of the whole world. That's really important to me. Yeah. Be like, uh-huh. like, it, like, it was, the way it was played out was if she knew that that jar of pee being there meant that they were all about to die. But that <laughs> makes no sense. But that's exactly how it's played in the movie. She's, like, looking at it. It's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? And then the guy's little Important opinions about a jar of pee. Oh, it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't mind. That didn't, like, bother me. Um, yeah. It's definitely not the stupidest thing in this movie. No. And it just shows how weird and gross he is. But, like I said, none of the character. I guess Superman is pretty consistent and cohesive, but he's really boring. All he, yeah. he doesn't really say anything ever to anyone. He doesn't yeah. argue against people who are attacking him mm-hmm. he just sort of stands there and looks sad oh no like Zack snyder does not understand superman and there's a reason why he's going on to do an atlas shrugged movie next <laughs> like um, yeah. yeah it the movie makes me want to pull out my superman the animated series dvds and just marathon those tomorrow and watch something much. Yeah, I was thinking about Batman the Animated Series. I was thinking mm-hmm. about because I watched that growing up, and I watched the the Justice last League. two Nolan movies, and that both of them like he's got, especially in the cartoon, he's got a lot. Because I was thinking about the voice, mm-hmm. uh, the like, I was like, how did Kevin Conroy do? Like it was like he's like an interesting character who's got like mm-hmm. personality and like is kind of charming, or you know. Whereas the Ben Affleck is just upset, mm-hmm. but but he doesn't ever he never like loses his cool. He's just like. Sort of scowling. And there's, like, the weird stuff where it's, like, somehow the mansion has been destroyed and he doesn't live in there at all. And he just left it as, like, ruins that yeah, he just which, stands in. which is a horrible... Which, like, doesn't fit Batman trying to honor his parents. It's like, no, that, oh. that's... Yeah, and then there's the weird thing where it looks like there is a scene where they cut out Barbara Gordon. Because when uh, Batman wakes up from his sand dream... There's a uh-huh. woman next to him in bed, but you don't see her face, you don't see her hair color, and then, like, after that scene is when Batman's able to, like, access the files and everything, and it's like, oh, that's probably where they put her in to have her hack all that stuff. Probably. And then, 
cut her out of the movie because mm-hmm. we need to have more dream sequences mm-hmm. for no reason. We need to have little Bruce Wayne fl- floating slowly towards oh, the light surrounded that, by bats. That, that was weird. I was like, is this a dream? Like, what? Yeah, that was the first one where it was sort of like... So stupid. Was, yeah, no, like, that was the first one where it's like, okay, this is just bullshit. Uh, yeah. Well, and then there was a dream where, like, his mom's coffin, or, like, his mom's tomb tomb. started bleeding, and then she burst out as a bat monster. It's like... (laughs) What? They served no purpose. And I remember the sound effects were a little over the top when he was, like, touching it. It was, like, like, weird squishy noises when he touched the blood or whatever. There were a couple times where I I think Mm. there's a Wilhelm scream in this, too. At a certain point, like, a car goes over, and it's like the Wilhelm scream, and it's like, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, great. The way I thought they're glo- I thought both Superman's heat vision and Batman's glowy eyes looked stupid. I thought they looked way too, like, CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even compared to, like, in The World's End, they actually used, like, little lights. I mean, they enhanced it with, um... Yeah. Computer bit, but it looked more the... In a movie that was made for a small, like, a fraction of the price of this, I thought it looked cooler. That looked more yeah. like because Batman's eyes especially just look like two CGI like just someone went in After Effects and added like little glowing things to it rather than any kind of effort to make it look realistic to me. Yeah, the way that I've been describing this movie for like my comic fans is there was a Batman series called Hush, where <laughs> I've heard of it, but I've never yeah, read it. Where it's pretty much a greatest hits of like Batman, so you get the Batman Superman fight in that issue. You get, like, all these callbacks to other stories, but none of these callbacks or, like, none of these referential moments are better than the the original. It's just like, oh, yeah, you love this scene? Let's do our own version of it, and it'll be better. And none of them are better. Uh, So it's just, like, making you wish that you were reading the original. It's like watching a bad sequel. Yeah, but it's like... It's a waste of time. But if you haven't read the original stuff, I know a lot of people are coming out and liking this movie, I think. And I think some of it may be obstinance. Like, oh, I love (laughs) Batman and Superman. If this movie's bad, that means I like something that's not good. And then I think the other part of it is just... There's no, like, criticism or there's no depth brought into their reactions to the movies. I mean, mm-hmm. you can enjoy something for just being dumb fun, which, I mean, there's a lot of movies that I do enjoy that way, but, I mean, this movie, the internal logic is not consistent. The world is not consistent. And the character motivation is non-existent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there were a group of guys in the sort of sitting in the middle of the theater, like probably late twenties, I guess. And I really look at them who were like clapping and like whoa at certain scenes. I was like, I wish I was watching whatever they were watching because that's not what I want. Like, oh. and I, I would never want to take away someone's sincere enjoyment of a movie. But I remember uh, I really like the comic and anime One Piece. And one year, gosh, maybe like ten years ago, almost they released a movie in U.S. theaters. It was, like, the movie based on the Alabaster arc. And I went and saw it with some friends and relatives, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was, like, a waste of time. And we, But I wasn't like, oh, this is still good. I was like, no, this is bad. This is an insult to, you know, why did we drive, like, an hour and a half to come see this? I can't imagine. It, and that was something that I, really, that I still love, that I've loved for, like, over ten years. But I never felt a need if someone was on, a twi- like, Twitter trashing it. 
I would never like name search it and yell at them. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's really like people who get really angry at and threaten critics because they didn't like a superhero movie. I can I can understand enjoying it because different people like different things, and I don't want to look down on anyone for liking fights and explosions and whatever. Especially if these are characters that you love. That, that's an element that I didn't really have as much growing up. But also, it's to take it as that much a part of your identity where you feel personally attacked when someone doesn't like it is super unhealthy mm-hmm. and kind yeah. of disconcerting. Yeah. Unless you're offended by these portrayals of Superman and Batman, and then then it's perfectly fine. Cause, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. It, for half an hour. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I'm glad I've been able to pretty much be the sin eater for most of my groups of, for most of my group of friends. Where it's like I'm the person who saw it, so now they'll go in knowing more of what to expect. So it won't be as horrible for them. But it's like talking about it here made it less. It's sticking with me less by passing it on to the listeners. <laughs> this horrible burden of. Mm-hmm. Why is Batman in a desert? Why did Superman kill Batman in a desert? And then it's about Lois Lane, but the rest of the movie has nothing to do with Lois Lane, and then the Flash is in it for three seconds. Like, why did the Flash come from the... How did he come from the future? What? It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie whatsoever. Oh. And it didn't inform Batman's decisions at all. And then they were trying (laughs) to do their villain setup for Darkseid at the end, and they did a bit of that with the Batman desert view with, like, the demon-winged guys who were... Mm-hmm. probably supposed to be parademons and it's like no you you guys didn't get to touch jack kirby's masterpiece <laughs> with your dirty gross hands if you can't even do a superman movie right let we'll alone two, let alone batman let alone character motivation time will tell time will tell uh, i need to drink more or, or probably <laughs> go to sleep it's been a long day. This movie would have been very different if I wasn't sober when I went. So, also, I saw this alone. I go to movies with my cousin a lot, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I don't want to see that," and I was like, "I don't blame you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, part of me wishes I'd gone and seen Clover or Ten Cloverfield Lane tonight. Ten Cloverfield Lane is so much better than this. It's what, so much smaller. It was so tense. And I was so into it, and I cared mm-hmm. about the characters, and I understood the characters. I was like, that's cool. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, there's foreshadowing. And then this movie, I, I was thinking about it as I watched this, because the last movie I saw in theaters was in Cloverfield Lane, which is this tiny little movie that's really engaging and really scary and really intense. And then it's like millions of dollars of effects, and I just don't care. I was sitting yeah. back in the chair, just sort of dead-eyed, wishing I could check my phone. Yeah, I was bored. more interested in the guy who was checking his phone. It looked like he was getting sex. This is... From someone. Yeah. yeah, he was one of those people who, like, sits in the front row of, like, uh, stadium-style seats. Oh, he no. He was just, like, pulling out someone's like, huh, that looks like a woman in her underwear, probably. Uh, oh, uh, that's, gr- that's so inconsiderate. Yeah. And it was like, well, do I want to be the guy who goes down there and, like, hey, and says, hey, buddy, stop looking at your phone. It's like... No, I mean, this movie is pretty boring, and if I were more inconsiderate, I'd probably be doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure whatever was on this phone was more entertaining than the movie. Yeah. I try not to yell. I've given people mean looks when they're behind me, mm-hmm. 
And so, I don't know, it really depends on the theater and what mood I'm in and what the movie is, where they'll yeah. say something. Because I also don't want to get into a fight with someone. But it's I find it extreme. What was it? During a big, during an important death scene in the new Star Wars movie, I won't say which one, but obviously you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, someone about two seats down from me was on their phone at full brightness. Like during like the most emotionally important scene in Force Awakens, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" And I'm yeah. sitting there being really dramatic, putting my hand up mm-hmm. to my face, as in like, and I, I, I uh, it was just so annoying. It's like you could at least like lower your brightness and like, because if I have to check my phone, I'll check it down near my feet with like mm-hmm. the brightness really dim and do it really quickly, not have a whole conversation. Because if you have to have a whole conversation, you can leave and come back. Yeah, I didn't pay to see someone on their phone. Exactly. Yeah, there's a whole little soapbox diatribe about don't t- don't take string movies. Uh, yeah, this I, the next movie we'll probably end up seeing is going to be better. I, I forget if that's Civil War or if there's something in between there. Um, I'm not super hyped about Civil War, but I'm sure it'll be better than this. I'm like a hundred percent positive without seeing it or knowing anything about the story from the comics that I will get more enjoyed because at least I know that that. Captain America and Iron Man, I'll be entertained by what they do and say, and they'll mm-hmm. have clear motivations mm-hmm. and entertaining dialogue. And it's the Russo brothers. And I'll be able to follow the conflict. It. It's the Russo it's brothers what? doing it. The guys who did Captain America too, and they understand. Yeah, which is oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Winter Soldier. They, Winter Soldier's great. That yeah. Guardians. Yeah, my well, cousin and I. She picked me up from the theater. And we were talking about it. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is so much fun mm-hmm. and it's so entertaining, and it has like all these different like. Oh, my God. Well, and you know what the Russo brothers are, like, famous for cutting their teeth on, right? The what paintball, was it? The paintball community episodes. Oh! Yeah. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, they know how to tell self-contained stories, and there's a reason why they've been trusted with, like, the next Avengers movies. So, like, I, I think it's going to be really good, especially because it's, like, abandoning the main ideas from the Civil War comic. Because mm-hmm. the Civil War comic was, you've got, like, some teenage superheroes who are, like, doing a reality show, and, like, they end up causing a supervillain to explode who kills, like, 300 people in the explosion, including a bus full of kids. And so mm-hmm. that's what pushes everyone to be like, oh, we need to legislate superheroes, we need to have everyone register, and... Some people are like, no, we shouldn't register. We should be allowed to have secret identities. And it's like, no. It was like uh, Captain America was the anti-registration side and Iron Man was the pro-registration side. And it's like, I side, I want to side with Captain America, but Iron Man is making really good points. He's just an (laughs) asshole who's overreaching with them. And, yeah. At least that follows a trait of logic rather than some people in a desert somewhere. We don't even, I don't even know if we really know where. They died by bullets, so Superman's bad news. Mm-hmm. And we need to legislate against him. And yep. uh, a courtroom exploded. It's probably his fault. Well, that was Congress that exploded. The what? That was Congress that exploded. Oh, yeah. My bad. Yeah, it was a congressional hearing. Yeah, because it was like, you saw Superman descending. Yeah, the hearing, yeah. Yeah, because Superman was descending, and it's like, yeah, that Congress looks like it's 3D graphics. Oh, 
lot of this movie did. Yeah. I thought the shot of, like, the Indian Ocean with the big thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty. That was the only time in the entire movie. And I thought the Doomsday's design was... He was intimidating. But then the fight went on forever. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat when he did the uh, peel away skin thing. Yeah. Like, with stuff... That, that, that was fun. That was better than Batman and his super armor... Yep. Punching well, Superman in the face. Where people on the theater were like clapping and I was like, okay. Oh, I heard no clapping in the theater I was in. Like there was people no I was really liked it. Yeah, no, it was like dead quiet in the movie theater. Except for like the one kid who had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> people clapped at the end of my screening too. I was like, okay. Nope. Nothing. So we well, that's what think. I felt when watching this. <laughs> Parts of it were, like, the politics of it were kind of offensive, but I wasn't, like, uh, like, we talk, um, I talked about Boondock Saints on another podcast recently, and I get really fired up talking about that, because I, and then I didn't, I didn't really feel like that, like, it's just, like, the female characters got to do stuff, mm-hmm. and weren't just, like, uh, you know, Lois Lane got to do stuff, but she has no personality, nobody has any personality, apart from Lawrence Fishburne. And Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne was the highlight of this movie for me, and he's in it for like a total of like two minutes. Because he's just yelling. Because I really like him on Hannibal, and he's in a similar, like a higher mm-hmm. up in the FBI who yells at people. And he's really good at that. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, it's Jack. Oh, and then we're, we're back to Batman. <laughs> what if he just started giving everyone in Hannibal helicopters, and that would be like the season, <laughs> like the next season? It's like Hannibal Copters. And everyone just flies around. Exactly. But it's like the same stuff. It's like they uh, go, they fly their helicopter to like another helicarrier base. And when they land, like that's where you have all of the Hannibal like set up murder scenes. <laughs> and they land in Florence. <laughs> and like on top of an old a church from like the 1400s or whatever. But that church is also on like a bunch of hot air balloons that have somehow been suspended for all of these years. <laughs> like it's Hannibal, but all of the stuff is like ridiculously in air. It's like wacky racism. Hannibal, yes. Uh, well, we've come up. This with movie some... was so boring. You're talking about like AU Hannibal with hot <laughs> air balloons. <You> yeah, <laughs> we we've reached up on uh, better ideas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me at Strucci Movies, S-T-R-U-C-C-I, or at Plenty of Alcoves on Twitter. And if you go on YouTube and you type in So You Want to Be a Film Nerd, you can find my web series about film, culture, and history. And you were also on the most recent Easter role-playing game special that's going to be going up Saturday and Sunday leading yeah, to fun. Easter. Yeah, we were originally like going to have an episode of that up before this, but then that ended up not happening. And yeah, uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of it. I'm Luke. I don't think I introduced myself at the top of the show. Uh, normally, we talk about alternate universes and comics, so what ifs, else worlds, that sort of thing. Uh, you can find out more about us at multiverseq.com. You can Twitter us at, at multiversalq, and you can message me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, and my co-host is Devin, who is at Fred O'Fett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. 
Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, you should know everything that you need to know about possibly seeing this movie. Is, <laughs> don't do don't, it! Yep. Save your money. Save your time. Don't. It's <sighs> not worth it. Peace. Watch Guardians of the Galaxy and read some superhero Superman comics. Yep. Do that. Peace.